from Wish TV. All Indiana Politics is your premier source for Indiana politics. Focusing on issues that matter to you. I still want us to be the best in the Midwest. We can't afford another lockdown. Give the citizens of this country the relief they need. Education in the state of Indiana remains priority number one. In-depth nonpartisan coverage. We don't know exactly where the economy will be in January. People are worried with good reason. Exclusive interviews with Indiana's political leaders. We have the resources here in the state of Indiana to care for those who are in need. Expert analysis on critical legislation. We need to reform those laws. This recovery is going to take some time. We've got to anticipate that there'll be a budget shortfall. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of All Indiana Politics. I'm Phil Sanchez. Another major development in the governor's race. Former Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers has entered the Republican primary for the state's top job. We've been telling you that he has the support of a number of top Indiana Republicans, including the now outgoing state party chair. Chambers is the fifth major Republican to file. He joins fellow IEDC alum Eric Doden, Senator Mike Braun, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, and former Attorney General Curtis Hill. Meanwhile, former Vice President and Indiana Governor Mike Pence is doubling down on his criticism of both former President Donald Trump and the justice system. This follows the latest indictment of Trump out of Georgia. He talked about the indictment during a speech to Republican state lawmakers from across the country in Indianapolis. He also revealed what he wants to return some federal government functions to the states. Look. Frankly, after years of revelations of politicization at the highest levels of our justice system in this country, the years in our administration where we learned of uh, political activities by members of the FBI pursuing the Mueller investigation, the Russia hoax, the ongoing pursuit of the former president and conservatives and pro-lifers while seeming to look the other way on Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden and the Biden family. This undermined public confidence in equal treatment under the law. And now this week comes another indictment regarding the former president's conduct in the days leading up to the close of our administration. I've said many times I had hoped the judgment about those days would be left to the American people and to history. But such is not the case. But in these times, I want to say I think it's important that we hew to first principles and that we tell the truth to the American people. The first principles are these. No one is above the law. And the president and all those implicated are entitled to the presumption of innocence that every American enjoys. But secondly, despite what the former president and his allies have said for now more than two and a half years and continue to insist to this very hour, the Georgia election was not stolen and I had no right to overturn the election on January 6th. It's a hard truth. My friend Governor Brian Kemp said it well yesterday. He said, for quote, for nearly three years, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward to provide evidence in a court of law regarding the Georgia elections. So today I came to announce the, a very simple plan to restore federalism in America. 
It's just a five-point plan. I'll breeze through it quickly, and then I'd love to take any questions, Mr. Speaker, that people might have. Number one, we will go to work on day one to eliminate the Federal Department of Education and return all those resources to the states for educational choice and reform. Number two, on housing, highways, and welfare, we're going to return funding in block grants to the states, no strings attached. Three, we're going to repeal all Obamacare mandates and give states the power to implement health care assistance programs to the benefit of their people to reduce the cost of health insurance. And number four, I mean, the federal government owns roughly 640 million acres of land in this country. That's 28 percent of the continental United States. Now, I believe that we can preserve our national treasures, cherish our, our great heritage in our national parks, but I believe the time has come for the United States government to return a portion of these lands back to the states and the American people for development, innovation, and reform. And fifth, we will provide under any administration I lead that any regulation that imposes unfunded mandates on the states will be prohibited from day one. Under my administration, if Washington calls the tune, Washington will pay the bill. No more orders down to the states and let you all figure out how to pay for it. My question, sir, is what would your administration do and how can the states work with you to counter those who have tried to undermine the integrity and American faith in our electoral system? What can we do to work together to improve that? Well, I, I've given that a lot of thought, and let me just say, I, I want to I give a round of applause to the, to the Republican-led states that have passed strong election integrity reforms in the days since that election in 2020. I mean, states around the country, you all have done an incredible job. Look, we've, we've got to restore public confidence uh, in our elections. And, uh, and, but what we've got to do, we've got to resist the temptation of Washington getting involved in it. Right. So for me, it's, it would be resources, not red tape. I, I would be very open. I would be very open to working uh, with the Congress as president to say, how could we provide resources for modernization for states in election systems to improve systems, improve public confidence, but then take three steps back. Coming up, another Republican presidential candidate visits the Hoosier State, why he's trying to break into the upcoming debate in Milwaukee. Every business is unique and has a target audience. If you own or manage a business, Circulus Digital Media can help you connect and grow your customer base with turnkey digital solutions that are nimble, offering best-in-class results, service, and support to reach a bigger customer base, allowing you to pinpoint a specific audience down to the smallest details. Get outside the city, the state, span the globe. Put Circulus Digital Media to work for you. Get started now at CirculusDigital.com. That's CirculusDigital.com.
Welcome back. A new face might soon join the field on the debate stage in Milwaukee next week. Texas businessman and pastor Ryan Binkley is trying to meet the donor and polling threshold to qualify. He stopped by our studios during a visit to the Hoosier State. Well, I'm CEO of Generational Group. We, I co-founded this business 20 years ago. Uh, it's a merger and acquisition firm, investment banking. Now we do a number of things, growth management, wealth management. Um, we have a software engineering firm, a part of it as well. So overall, about 400 employees across the nation. I'm also a pastor. My wife and I have been in ministry really our whole life, but we actually started a church 10 years ago. And this word came to my heart to uh, run for president about eight years ago, and I've been praying about it. And now we have launched our campaign about three months ago. And our message is that America is in desperate need of an economic revival and a heartfelt spiritual revival. You know, we're so broken in both of these areas, financially, culturally, relationally, so divided. In fact, we've never been this divided as we are in my lifetime. I'm 55 years old, and if we don't come together to solve some of our biggest problems, we're going to be in a lot of trouble, more so than we are now, and that's why I'm running for the next generation. Are you surprised at how well you've done so far? Well, it has been a little bit slower than we thought in some ways, but it's started to pick up momentum. So we spent, goodness, two months on the trail just now getting uh, our word out there. We've been to 62 counties in Iowa, and then all of a sudden the last month it's really started to pick up. So, for instance, donors. It took us two months to get 2,000 donors. Now we've been getting 2,000 a day for two weeks now, so we're probably going to hit the number that we have maybe by the today or tomorrow, the 40,000 okay. number. Um, and now we're starting to get more media attention. So we've been on some national media uh, a couple times last week. We're going to be on that again this week. And so it's exciting that people are hearing our message more, that there's a, there's a true message we have for balancing our budget. You know, our nation is so broke, so we just launched a seven-year economic rescue, rescue plan. We haven't balanced our budget in over 30 years. It's been that long since we've had a president speak to it, I think Ronald Reagan. And so we're, we're talking about key issues that matter. Okay, so why do you think that's resonated so far with some of the voters? You know, there? I think a lot of people in the Republican Party were everywhere. So a lot of our party is just kind of upset at what's happened in the past, a little bit about election or a little bit about what's happening to Trump right now. But a good chunk of the party, over half, seems to be like, Ryan, let's move forward. What does it mean to move forward? And how do we honor some of the things Trump did, but also carry a message that connects to people broader? You know, we only won 46% of the vote in the last two general elections, President Trump did. We lost 46 of the top 50 cities by population. So there's a huge group of people that we're not connecting to. And my message is, how can we be economically prudent with compassion, but also start doing some job training, engaging young adults, college students in urban America, an alternative, I would say, to socialism? And how can we engage more so we can win some of these big cities and actually engage the entire party to broaden our tent? You brought up his name twice, so I want to ask you sure. about the former president. Your thoughts on, on, on him and the latest indictment that just came out this week. Yeah, these are or now and absolutely. Year, yeah. So uh, honestly, a lot of these are political. Just seeing the, the vast number of them come down the way they did, and particularly with the Durham report. Drops in May, admits that they are you know political a little bit or a little bit biased, and they didn't follow protocol. Then boom, all these hit. You know, I think um, I think that most of them should be dropped. If all uh, this this recent one, I would say this a little bit more problematic because it's in the state of Georgia, and uh, it can't be pardoned. I don't think from what I've read. So that main one may be a little bit more problematic. Uh, that said, they they appear to be political, but this one may have a little bit more different approach to it. If you do become the candidate, if you do become the president of the United States, and uh, Trump is. Uh 
is, is charged and, and, and winds up being found guilty, would you pardon him in the other cases? Well, likely so in the other ones. The other ones don't seem to have a lot of teeth in it to me. You know, they do have some things. I mean, obviously, there are some judgments made that I would have made differently, but likely so for sure on the ones that I've seen. The Georgia case, again, I don't think you can pardon on the Georgia case. Where do you see yourself two months from now? Wow. We see ourselves growing in the polls, moving beyond Iowa. Obviously, we're starting our inroad into New Hampshire, and then we'll start going to South Carolina and some of the other early states. We are gaining momentum a little bit in our message because we're starting to broaden it more and we're getting more national attention. Our message is about really getting this financial track on, on track for the next generation. Right now, we are about to leave the next generation, the next eight years, we're going to be $50 trillion in debt. We're spending 8% of our, our budget right now on interest payments that we don't have the money for. And in about eight years, it's going to be 12 to 14%. So we're communicating. We've got to get this ready now. Otherwise, we're going to be known as the generation, I think, that prospered the most but sacrificed the least. So we have to fix that. Our message is about health care also. You know, we've had 40% higher inflation in, in health care in the last 20 years. And so it's broken. So I have a, a plan to actually bring competition, price transparency back into health care, put patients back in charge. And so we're talking about things that people's pocketbooks you know inflation is hitting everybody right now on average seven hundred nine dollars more a month and that's after-tax money than it did just two years ago so we have to rein this in but the only way to do it is through spending and wise cuts and then we're trying to culturally reach out to urban America and college students the Republicans we've just not done a good job of reaching out to urban America I really think it's time for our message to resonate and our message should resonate regardless of your income strata regardless of your race regardless of your age how do we relevant and that's what we're doing we're putting together job programs a volunteer movement to take care of it all the more further that a little bit if you can how does Ryan Binkley reach out to the inner city Absolutely. So right now, you know, if you're struggling financially, uh, a message of free health care, free tuition, free anything is actually very compelling. So what's our alternative? If I believe in fiscal stewardship and I believe in, you know, independence and freedom and not too big of government, what does that mean? Well, I got to start teaching people if they're going to come out of poverty, what are we going to show them? I actually think this, we're going to have to start community centers. And these are not just public, these aren't publicly run. These are going to be privately run. We're engaging the community, saying, let's time to own our cities. Let's own it. And let's invest in after school programs and teach people how to have a trade. Let's get back to trade training. You know, 20, 30 years ago, we used to have this a lot more in the United States than we do now. We need to teach young people how to be a plumber, electrician, a carpenter, a mason computer technology, so many jobs you don't have to have a four-year degree for. We need to take young people on a track. Either you're going to college or you're starting a career. And we need to have a career that they can actually have a living wage with. There's so many. And after that, we need to start teaching young kids how to read, write, and do math. You know, only one out of six kids in urban America, particularly minorities, are reading at the eighth grade reading level. Mm. Six out of ten in the suburbs. So I want to start a volunteer movement with college students saying, give me five hours a week. Let's invest in third graders through the fifth graders, teaching them how to read, write, and do math. Let's engage the community. This is the culture that we need to revive in America. All right, coming up, Indiana's best political team assesses Brad Chambers' chances in the governor's race and reacts to the latest Trump indictment. Welcome back to All Indiana Politics as we welcome in two members of Indiana's best political team, Republican Tom John, and filling in for KIPP 2 this week is Democrat strategist Lindsey Hawk. Good to see you both. Let's get right to two big developments in the governor's race. On Thursday, former Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers announced that he's running for governor. Then late on Friday afternoon, Indiana Republican Party Chair Kyle Hupfer stepped down. 
Uh, we've been told that Hopfer will run Chambers uh, campaign. Tom, we'll begin with you this week. Does this suggest that maybe Chambers is the choice of the Republican establishment, especially Governor Eric Holcomb? Um, I can't speak for Eric Holcomb or uh, Kyle, but obviously the rumors have been out there that Kyle will be going running or heavily involved with Brad's campaign. Obviously, they're people who've worked together closely over the years, respected people. Um, as to what the establishment is, that's an open question that we talk about all the time nationally and otherwise. I think Brad is somebody who has been a tremendous leader at the Secretary of Commerce, and he's somebody who has a great business history and somebody who's contributed a lot to the state and will contribute to the gubernatorial debate. Lindsay, does this maybe suggest that party insiders are making an end run around what voters maybe want? Oh, that suggests that that doesn't happen anyway. And I think that's probably already been happening for quite a while. Um, but I do think it's interesting, the timing. Um, of course, this is one of the best kept secrets in Indianapolis right now uh, that Kyle would head over to Chambers campaign. So I'm eager to see what it means. I am very hopeful that he is more, that, that uh, former Secretary Chambers is more forthcoming with information about his priorities than he was at the IEDC. Lindsay, Chambers has a history of maybe of donating to both Democrats and Republicans, as you very well know, compared to the other Republicans in the race. So how serious of a threat could he pose in November? Oh, I think he can pose a very serious threat. I think uh, the clown car of the Republican primary for the gubernatorial race next year is, is getting uh, more crowded as we go. Um, but I, I will tell you that it's, um, while some may uh, jostle with, uh, with some jokes about how many people are in this race, there are serious folks in this race with serious um, solutions to problems that uh, should be vetted, and I'm eager to see who ends up weighing out. Um, of course, that doesn't always happen in primaries, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, so far, I'm, I'm not enthused by any of the candidates. Obviously, uh, wouldn't be a surprise coming from me, a Democrat. Um, but it is an interesting uh, um, theory to watch out happen in front of us. Tom, uh, does that dona donation history hurt Chambers in the primary? It's something that will obviously be a matter of discussion, but I mean, you look at President Trump had given the Democrats, there are a lot of people who've done those sorts of things every time. Brad was a businessman, and businessmen work with a lot of different people and cross the aisle. So I think that uh, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. It'll be a matter of discussion, but there's lots of those in a primary, particularly their family discussions that hopefully focus on policies in the future of the state. Tom, you brought up the former president, so let's turn to the indictment out of Georgia now, not only of former President Donald Trump, but also the legal team that led his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Tom, this is arguably the most extensive indictment against Trump, as you know. How big of a threat does this pose to him, both politically and legally? Um, politically, it seems none of these indictments have frankly affected him in the primary. Um, I think they continue to hurt him in the general. I think they'll continue to hurt him in the general, and you see that in some of the polling. But as far as legally, this does seem the most comprehensive, the one that brings in the most pieces and under a statute that is the most farthest reaching. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because there are a lot of pieces and a lot of new pieces, I think, to this indictment you haven't seen other places. Lindsay, your thoughts? 
Well, this indictment is indeed troubling for the former president, and it is very interesting from simply a legal, um, a, a legal. I won't say scholar because I, I am not an attorney, but I do work in the field. So, it's interesting from a commentator's standpoint to simply see how his legal team is attempting to wrangle him. Uh, the former president has a, a serious PR issue in that he likes to speak his mind at any time of the day, and that's a very significant significant problem for his legal team. So you see, some, you saw some developments today, even where uh, he canceled his forthcoming press conference. He's uh, decided to shove all of that information that he was supposedly going to be revealing into uh, filings within his case. So I am uh, rejecting completely the commentary that this is the weaponization of the Justice Department, and I am eager to see what happens. And I am not surprised that he's slated for the hearing to be in 2026. That doesn't surprise me at all. When you've got something to hide, you run. and. Delaying and obstructing is all he's doing now. Well, we will we will all be watching. Tom Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. And we will be right back. Take all Indiana politics on the go with you. Download our podcast now. Part of the All Indiana Podcast Network and all Indianapodcastnetwork.com. And thank you for joining us for All Indiana Politics this week. We'll be back here, of course, next Sunday morning at 930. You can also find our brand new All Indiana Politics podcast. It's part of the All Indiana Podcast Network over at wishtv.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. From Wish TV, this is All Indiana Politics Podcast on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Watch All Indiana Politics live Sunday mornings at 9.30 on Wish TV and at wishtv.com. Subscribe to this podcast and listen weekly here on the All Indiana Podcast Network. And be sure to discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. Coming to you live from French Lake, where we talk about Indiana politics from the left side of things. What's going on, good people? I tell you what, I am super duper excited to be here on the porch talking to Democrats from all over the state because this is what we do. We come together, we teach each other new things, we learn some skills. We reach out, we connect, because this is the final weekend of fun 
until the final push, push until the election, November 7th. And so we come down here, we commune, we educate ourselves, and we are doing exciting things. So uh, this is my first time broadcasting live from the porch. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the State Party Executive Director, Zanae Brooks, for lining this up and giving me an opportunity to talk to the people. And, yes, I'm streaming this live so you guys don't feel left out at home. This is a pretty exciting time. That's all I'm going to say. And to my left, my guy, the person that brought me to my very first French lick all those years ago, my man, my fellow Stonewall board member, Russ Sipes. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dana. It's a beautiful day on the porch today. It is, man. I, I, when did you get in? Did you get in last night or today? No, we just got in today. We had a big uh, event last night in Seymour. Okay, yeah, I think I heard about that. But I was moving a little slow y- yesterday, so I didn't get down till late. Uh, I was at the NCSL conference with all the state legislators. And then my colleagues at Act Blue were younger than me, and they kept trying to make me hang out all night. And I'm like, yo, I got to go to bed. Well, you need a nap to hang, exactly. hang out here tonight. <laughs> so how how has French Lick impacted your life, or how does this event matter to you and all the work that you do for the party? Well, I've been coming here for a long time, uh, before, long before the renovation even, and uh, I've seen a lot of changes. What I've seen this year and in the last few years has been an invigorating influx of young people yes. and new energy. Yes. And it's a great thing to see. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, I see fewer faces I recognize, but there are a lot of younger faces. Well, that's a good thing, yeah, right? That means thing. we're making room for the young people. And actually, I'm going to have a young person on a little later, uh, James Wells, who's the new president of the Young Democrats, because I'm going to have him on today to talk to us as well. But you know what? French Lick means for us Democrats when we come together. What is the what is the process like for you? How does it feel when you're with your fellow Democrats and we're out here educating ourselves? We got workshops and things like that. Well, I think what's most important for me and, and I've seen is people get together in one spot. We spend so much time all over the state, so separated and trying to communicate with each other and trying to trying to combine our energies and our messages. And when we come here together, uh, it's as social as anything, but that's very important because we don't get the opportunity to do that often enough. No, we don't. And with the candidates coming, you know, they're always knocking doors, they're making phone calls, they're doing the campaign stuff. And it's just kind of a chance to, like, let their hair down a little bit. Well, they do that, yes. Well, well that, no, that what comes happens later if tonight. French Lick stays at French Lick? I'm just trying to tell you, don't nothing happen. We just have workshops and learn how to digital fundraise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> i tell you what, the first time you brought me down here, I was I didn't know what to expect, right? I didn't have any expectations. I just knew, like, I had never been to French Lick before you brought me down here. And I realized that, you gotta have stamina for this. Oh yeah. This ain't for the weak at heart. You look for a few minutes in a soft chair. <laughs> what has been probably the most memorable moment of IDA for you for all the years that you've been coming? I think it's been uh, actually the the morning legislative breakfast. Yeah. Um, out back, outside, yeah. and and everybody 
uh, fresh for the morning. That's yeah. been a, an interesting time. Yeah. Well, this year, my employer is actually the sponsor, uh, one of the sponsors of the legislative breakfast. AgBlue is one of the many sponsors who are supporting uh, this uh, amazing opportunity. You know, I forget sometimes there's a pool in the back. Like, I, I, we get so busy, we forget we could actually go swimming if we wanted to. Well, there are two pools and a hot tub. So you got plenty of room. But, so, guys, if you have not ever had the opportunity to come hang out uh, in French Lake for IDEA and you're a Democrat, just wanted to get to know people, getting to network with people, put it on your calendar. Save your coins because it ain't cheap. <laughs> Save your coins and come on down. And, and for my young people, I know a lot of my young folks, they like to share rooms. So, you know, split the difference, split the cost. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I don't really like to roommate like that. <laughs> we, me and you did. Me and you did because we homeboys like that. And, yeah, we had such – I'll never forget, you know, just you, like, taking me under your wing and saying, come on, let's roll. I will never, ever forget that. Except at the time you was trying to get my ex-wife to spend a whole bunch of money on – fellas, let me let me talk to you, fellas. Do not let this guy, this guy right here, Russ Sipes, near your wife. No, he's not going to try to holler at her. He's going to show her all the sales. <laughs> and you're going to need another job. I'm trying to tell you, do not let him anywhere near your wife. So what kind of exciting event? Tell me about the event that you went to last night. Share that with me. I didn't. By the time I got here from from Seymour, from what happened in Seymour? Uh, that was that was uh, my wife Trish Whitcomb. What about her? Announcing her candidacy for what? District 69 what? for the Indiana she, House. Who would she be running against? Uh, that would be Representative Jim Lucas of recent fame. I think we could take him. I think I think Trish can take him. What do you think? I know she will. <laughs> so what was the turnout like? Oh, it had a great turnout. We had over 100 people at, at the announcement, raised a ton of money, and just had a great time. I love it. Well, you know, we're all going to be rooting for Trish down against the clown. I mean, you have a serious person against a clown. We do, and it's a tough district. It voted practically 70-30 last oh, time, uh, and this guy's been there for now five terms. But it's time to make a change, and and I think this is the this is the one that'll show that it can be done. I believe it can be done, and if anybody can do it, Trish can do it because she's so knowledgeable on how to run campaigns. She understands how to fundraise. She understands how to network. She does all the things that a candidate should do correctly. I think we're going to be in really good shape, and she's going to definitely change some hearts and minds down there. I think so too, and for someone who spent. Most of her life in Democrat politics, you know, she comes from a Republican family. Her father was a Republican governor of Indiana. Yeah. And and she speaks to people in ways that aren't really about politics. They're about the things that affect everyone's life. Absolutely. And that's what people need to hear. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited. So, guys, if you're wanting to know why I'm not having any candidates on, there's just too many. And you know these candidates be in their feelings. I can't get them all on, so I'm not doing any. But if you just happen to be a board member, 
a fellow board member of mine, and you're married to one of the candidates in 2024, then you get a shout-out. That's all I'm well, saying. Thank you. you. know, but listen, hey, that's 2024, but we are really focused in on 2023. Indiana Stonewall Democrats, we have our endorsement forms out. And any municipal candidates who are running and would like to have that Indiana Stonewall Democrat endorsement, fill that form out so that we can get get some money. Because we raise money to give the candidates money. Do you have any parting words that you would like for the Turn Left listeners? Get out and vote. Hey. And bring your friends. Yeah. And your family. Yeah. And your neighbors. Yeah. And strangers off the street if they're registered. That's it. That's it. All right, my man. We're going to bring some more guests on I Love You. That's my guy. My my guy. Next up, I'm going to bring to you the newly minted, newly minted, fresh off the presses, president of IYD. We're going to give him a chance to put his headset on. There you go. There you go. And he can pick up the mic. Now, wait, before you say a word. I want y'all to know um, my ego is about to take a hit because Homeboy got the best voice. All right, say hi to the people, James Will. Dana, okay, wait a minute, your mic is not on. Let's try that again. Try that again. Hey, Dana. Oh, there Dana he go. <laughs> Did I tell y'all he had the suavest voice in the business? How are you, sir? Well, I've been doing great. It's been a summer putting in a lot of work and staying busy, so... Well, okay, congratulations on Thank becoming you. the new Thank IYD you. chair. Thank you. It's an honor to have this. You, uh, real this talk, role. you got some big shoes to fill. I do, I do. REL set the bar high, and, you know, but that that certainly gives us uh, where we need to shoot our shot at and raise the bar even higher. And I believe you can do it. You were also the vice chair. Uh, Vice President of IYD for many years. Yeah. Well, tell tell folks why at such a young age you wanted to be involved in Young Democrats. Well, to be honest, there's no one out there that represents or speaks for young people. So okay. the only way to get to a point where there's that representation is to put in the work and support in organizations and as members like the Young Democrats. Okay. And recruiting and training and growing that okay. bench. So then we can get to the point where Indiana is painted blue and not red. Uh, hello, hello. And did, was there like a certain mentor or a certain individual that had introduced you to it, or did you just stumble upon it? You know, I've had uh, a number of people along the way, uh, certainly from my hometown of Gary, Indiana, GI. GI in the out. house, the region. Uh, folks like Senator Eddie Melton, who's yeah. running for mayor. Uh, uh, folks like former Mayor Karen Freeman Wilson. Uh, then I've had fortunate folks like you, uh, Dana, along the way. Uh, but you were here support. before me. Yeah, but but you know to have that support along the way and and uh, that uplifting of mm-hmm. young people, even 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 when we met you later, it has been so fulfilling and has helped in 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 ways. Dana, I wish we could put into words how man, we are. Man, I'm so excited. Well, young people, I like to hang out with young people because young people keep you young. Old people going to make you old. I'm just going to tell you. Hey, we don't say old. We say young at heart. Well, well, I like to say seasoned like a just good old iron skillet, honey. Give me that catfish. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got to be seasoned. You know, uh, IYD, of all the caucuses, from my personal opinion, has been the most productive caucus of all the caucuses. I love all my caucuses. Don't don't trip. I don't want no hate. 
I don't want no hate, but IYD has consistently set the bar and changed the game. The first place people need to look is in the bank account. Yeah. You guys have been consistent in raising lots of money and then offering leadership opportunities for other younger people with pay. Where did that concept come from, and how did you all develop that in IYD? It, that concept came from even looking within our own community and looking at, you know, issues that are going to be coming up during the campaign, certainly right. the municipal cycle and the presidential cycle of issues of, you know, being paid what we're worth and not being used all the time for free right. labor. Come on. Because uh, young folks, we have a lot to contribute. Yes, we do. I mean, y'all do. And, and we're part of this community. So to not be able to show up and not be able to financially support uh, young people and folks who support young people, uh, that's the highest level of action we can, can take to put our action behind our word. I love it. Now, the other thing about the uh, IYD, you guys have caucuses within the caucuses, and you all have members from, I imagine, with all 92 counties? Uh, just about. Like, uh, we have had certainly growth with our chapters in Marion, Hamilton, Allen County, even looking and in, expanding into Huntington, that's okay. the starter, and Steuben County, that okay. is on its way to getting a charter. Uh, we have uh, a group of folks in LaPorte County, Love it. in Boone County, uh, all over the state. So we're not leaving any stone unturned. We are going to every corner in the state because young people's voices matter, not just in urban areas, right, but right. suburban and rural areas and everywhere between. And is that a part of your recruitment process? Yes. 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 If we're ever going to take back Indiana, we need to be able to position ourselves to recruit anywhere no matter what and have conversations with folks where they're at and what was the discussion about creating the caucuses within the caucuses yeah to provide a much better space that goes beyond just age okay because we have issues of the environment we have issues affecting the black community okay the lgbtq plus community okay uh issues uh facing the latinx and hispanic communities so within that to say there was a space out there you know, in any other part of the party or politics for young people, uh, this helped us to get to our mission of organizing people where they're at within these spheres and safe places. And see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't, I wasn't trying to like diss nobody, but you know, I sit on Stonewall, I work with IDAC, and I can see. The impact that you guys are having with young people across the country because then they end up helping us out in these other organizations because I, I think I think uh, about Chris Roman. I still miss Chris Roman. Uh, he can come back now. He, no, he's out there living his best life. Anytime you want, Chris. Right? He's out there living his best life. But I think about how you guys are cultivating leaders, not just people to be put in position. What is the philosophy behind developing young people into leaders? Our philosophy has been, one, need to recruit and need to, from day one, when you're in a position of leadership, immediately look for somebody to come up because – uh, one of the things as a young Democrats we always have to face up is the inedible of aging out. Yes, So yes. we have to constantly think about the next generation uh, reaching out and pulling someone up behind us. Because uh, when you look at it, it's, it's been 20 years since Democrats have 
had a uh, a trifecta or oh my uh, God. Uh, control in the state house and the uh, statewide office. Can we just win one yeah. statewide? We're going to need young people. It's been yeah. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years of new voters on the block yeah. who need to be reached out to, who need to have conversations with, yeah. who need to be recruited within. Yeah. That's 20 years of potential that we have as Democrats. And there's a certain kind of value in people being with their peers. Of course. Right? Of there's course. a certain kind of it makes you just feel good inside uh, when when you have somebody that that's your age yeah. and that that you understands to, your you life. Talk to yeah. who who rep, again gets back to representing you and, yeah. and to yeah. the community. I love it. Now let's talk about the future. I'm trying to get the attention of one of uh, the Marion County young the the. the uh, what's his? Uh, I, tell me his name. The, like Al, uh, Superman. Uh, uh, we got two Supermans. Okay, right. <laughs> we got uh, we got Sean Johnson. I know Sean. That's my nephew. And then we got Wes. Wes, that's who I want. Of the Marion County Young. Department. How do I get Wes down here? Can y'all get Wes for me? Tell yeah. him to come down here. The y'all need to see the good hat. The, the West, Just come the on call. down here, Wes. I, I want to see Wes, and, and, and I'm going to have my nephew come on in a minute, but I want Wes, because I, I need y'all to see Superman. Come around the mic, that come around the camera that way. Yep. And then I want you to put these headphones on. I, y'all need to see Superman. I'm just, I'm not playing. Y'all think, oh, he tall, too. But, all right, now, pick up this here mic. Can you hear us in your headphones? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay, we hear you just fine. Wes, tell the people who you are. Okay. I got the young boys. I got so, um, I am both national committee rep for Indiana Young Dems. Okay. And I'm also vice president for Marion County Young Democrats. So... I got two young people here, and I'm going to bring Raven on in a minute. Guys, talk about the impact that IYD has had on you individually. I'm going to start with the mm-hmm. vice chair of the Mar- my county, Marion County, and talk about the impact so that we can encourage young people to come join us. Well, I think that there's been, uh, just in the last couple of months, just being in IYD, I've seen uh, way more political individuals than I ever had and gotten a lot closer to politics and actually how policy is implemented and uh, reached on the ground. And it's got me really excited about the next couple of years and how not just me, but we all are going to shape the future. Mr. President? Yeah, so being in this organization for a while and building my way up, I can say that it certainly has changed me in a way where even though there's been a lot of dark days as a Democrat in Indiana, uh, I have certainly found my team um, and my fellow soldiers on this front line of fighting for our democracy. So it it has impacted me in a way and shown me who's going to be on our team um, and who we're going to be fighting for and with uh, to save our democracy. All right. So now, you're the new president. Talk about your plan for the future and what you want to see happen during your term. Certainly, we want to grow the bench. Get that next generation of young Democrats ready to go, whether it means running for office, managing campaigns, organizing communities. We want to expand and grow the bench, and that means starting with planting the seeds now, so that way the trees providing that shade later when I am long gone after here. And what? How does Marion County play into his vision? Well, so 
one thing that Raven has really done uh, a good job of trying to outreach is uh, the marginalized communities in Marion County and making sure that they have a voice and they're uh, they're participating in Marion County Young Devs. Um, and the biggest thing that we need to do as Marion County is implement James's vision, especially when it comes to membership development. Um, that's one of his biggest pushes, and especially after COVID, we want to make sure that people are getting back together, people are getting on the ground, because I, w- one thing that I say all the time is if you want to change your individual life, it there's a lot of different things you can do, and politics could be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that's just something that, you know, maybe it, it, it doesn't make sense for you to be focusing on politics. Maybe you got to go to get a degree or certification or, uh, you know, work with family or whatever. Um, but, you know, if you want to change everybody's lives, if you want to make things better for everybody, the only way you can do it is with other people and in politics. You do have a good team. I'm excited about it. All right, do y'all have any events coming up that we need to know about? Run them down. Yes, well, I would say by the end of the month, IYD, the Indiana Young Democrats, will be launching our endorsement applications for okay. this municipal cycle. Okay. We're excited to support many Democrats on the ballot this year who are running in their towns and cities from mayors and city council and town councils. And then uh, next month we'll be launching something exciting. So. Okay. I'm, I'm actually excited to see how many young people are on the ballot. They're not waiting their turn. They're showing up and throwing up the hands like we're going to throw bowls in the ballot box. Yeah, we had over 40 run in the primary. Wow. Congratulations. And they all went through the IYD Young Democrats uh, program? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So all right. We, we'll, we'll be getting That's there. all right. They, they show up, though. Yeah. If, you know what and, I'm saying? And we find ways to support them. That, and that's the most important thing is that we find ways to support young people. Guys, I'm a, I'm over here. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. I need y'all to understand I'm a Gen Xer. But the life of who we are as a party lie within our young people. Listen to these folks. They're mentoring young, other young people. They're offering leadership opportunities. Find a way to support them. Where can they find you guys? First, Marion County, the smaller version. So we are on Instagram. We've got uh, Instagram, Marion County Young Dems. Our email is mcyd317 at gmail.com. We've got MarionCountyYoungDems.org online that you can reach out as well. Um, my cell phone number is 513-884-0067. Um, and then the next event that we're going to have where you can also come in and reach us in person, it's our high school call-out yes. on August 31st at the Center Township Government Center or the Julia Carson Government Center. I love it. I got, before I get to you, the first time I spoke at a high school, a young person reached out to me and said, Hey, Dana, I really, I like, I feel you. Will you come and speak at my high school? Do you know who that was? He had organized his own high school Democrats. Do you know who that was? Nick Roberts. Nick Roberts is on the ballot for City County Council, City Council in Lawrence. He, he's yes. not shaking hands over here. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, when I met him as a young buck at 17 <laughs> years old, I was like, what was I doing at 17, right? 
Talk, tell the people where they can find the Indiana Young Democrats. Yes, you can find Indiana Young Democrats on most major social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can reach us at info at indianayoungdem.org and find us on our website at indianayoungdemocrats.org. I love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Turn Left. Oh, uh, how you like IDEA? <laughs> I got to ask that part. Well, what happens in French League? Stays, stays in, in French League. Young people know early. They know the rules early. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. I know you didn't even know I was going to ask you to do that. But, you know, when Superman in the house, you got to call Superman up. I mean, my guy. I appreciate you calling me up. He worked the, he worked the Stonewall tent. And I thought it was so sweet because he was so kind to all the fellas that were hitting on him. He was like, look, I know I'm fine. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's confidence. I was like, all right, me and Wes can roll together. James, bro, I love you so much. Congratulations on taking the leadership reins. Uh, You know me, whatever y'all need from Indiana's own, I'm right here to help you out. But I know you got this. Congratulations, my man. Congratulations. I love you. All right, guys, it's time for me to make room for the ladies. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm going to have Miss Raven come up and Miss Samantha come up. They're going to come and talk to us. Y'all went on a trip. Come on. Come on. They come and Miss Samantha, oh, she, you know, she's a mother, so sometimes she got to make them phone calls. Go ahead and put your headphones on. Good people, we in French Lick, Indiana, hanging out on the porch. Can I get a yo? Where my Democrats in the house make some noise? All my Democrats in the house make some noise. We on the porch. This is your mic right here, right here. Testing, testing, one, two. Yeah, yeah. All right, I love it, I love it. Come on, Miss Samantha. You a mother. I know that you probably had got that one kid phone call, didn't you? You had that one last kid phone call. That's you. All right, y'all. Indiana's on Dana Black. Now we are with the president of the Marion County Young Democrats, Raven. I can never say your last name. You know that, right? So I'm not even great butcher. <laughs> I just call her Raven. Raven, tell the people your last name so I don't screw it up. Raven Rajel. Raven Rajel. Okay, these are dynamic mics, so you have to pull them kind of close. There we go. That's why we put these on. Kiss the mic. Kiss the mic. And on my right, I love this girl, man. She's representing State Party IDAC, Samantha Douglas. But more than that, far east side Marion County, she was doing her thing before she brought her skill set to the party. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. I love it. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. First, before we get into party stuff, what was that trip y'all went on? What oh. kind of trip was that? Y'all was in D.C. What's up? The CBCI boot camp, so the Congressional Black Caucus Institute boot camp. Um, it was fun. It was a nice time. We were uh, nominated by Congressman Carson, and it was it was us two and Zanae. Zanae Brooks, our executive director of our yes. party. Um, it was a good time. Well, wh- what was it about? Well, so it was uh, Leadership Development Institute. Okay. And it's one of the best examples of walking your talk. Okay. So way yeah. back when, uh, I believe the first class was 2002, we, we learned. Uh, um, Clyburn and Thompson and the crew, they were told that there weren't enough black political operatives or there weren't enough black political candidates that they could to work campaigns. Yeah. Their response was bet. <laughs> yeah. We'll create an institute yeah. for training them, getting them ready, and putting them in these spaces where they can network with us and network with you and be able to do this for as long as it needs to be done. 
I love and it, it really emphasized on campaigns, um, the different roles of campaigns, how to raise money, how to, you know, all of the things. So we spent a week doing that intensively in okay. Maryland. And were there other women, other people of color around the, yes. around the country? It was black people from all over the country. It was so dope. Yeah. That's, that was one of my favorite parts is was the people connection. Okay. It was um, black leaders from all over the country. We had people from Oakland, from Mississippi, from Florida, from US Tennessee. West Virgin yes. Islands, we uh, everywhere, Illinois, Ohio, New I York. I love it. I love it. Such a space of nurturing yes. as well, right? There was so much empowerment, not just from our cohort, uh-huh. but from the Congressional Black Caucus. Right? Yeah. Yes. the next speaker of the House of Representatives, Hakeem yeah. Jeffries. Oh, my God. That Ooh. it's our time that yep. we will soon hold those seats and we'll soon be in those spaces was so empowering to hear, and it was so uplifting and encouraging, and those are our road dogs. We oh talk my God. Yeah. every day with our cohort. Okay, so was yep. it just me or the night that they voted on the speaker and Hakeem Jeffries' speech was like... Uh, ABC's a democracy. Come on. Well, they need to give the ABC's to that orange fool, but, you know, never mind. <laughs> He don't really care about <laughs> democracy. He, he really don't care. He really don't care. Well, I'm glad that you all had amazing an amazing opportunity to do that. I need to holler at my congressman. I was never nominated. Okay. I'm feeling some kind. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not. And, and also, uh, Samantha is a Hoosier woman forward. You haven't gone through the yeah. program yet, have you? No, no, but I just got into FKL. Okay. Okay. We're taking so our steps. I love it. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Leaders get the training they need to lead. Yeah. They don't just show up one day and like, I'm a leader. Exactly. I'm a leader. Exactly. You go do the work. All right. Yeah. Let's start with Marion County Young Dems because I, I Superman, you you know, I can't take my you nowhere. Hand. Oh, my God. That's my, huh? That's my other hand. I love it. And listen, every... <laughs> He's so cute. Like it, he, he was. I'm telling you, he was working the Stonewall booth, and you know the fellas was like, eh? he was like, I'm, because I was like, bro, you need me to walk with you? You good? He's like, I know I'm fine. I'm yeah, okay. You better know it. You better know he, it. He is expected and anticipating. You know the flirts. You know what I'm saying? He knew it was gonna happen. All right. Talk about what's happening in Marion County from the president's perspective. What are you working on? Yeah, so a big part of my presidency and the goal of my administration was to educate, empower, and engage. I love it. And so us starting up the Marion County High School Dem. Love it. um, Us creating spaces for recruitment and political affairs and even having the opportunity to take our board in these spaces with us to YDA. Create a space for young black and brown and marginalized operatives that don't always have the chance. It's been a huge part of the goal. So we've been doing that. We're getting ready for the masquerade. Hey. When is that? That's October 21st at the Masquerade. October 21st. So that's 10 women. I'm going to put that in the chat. The masquerade. 10, just so I don't forget. 21, 2023. Uh, except for it ain't working. There we go. 21, 2023 at the Madam Walker Building. Hold on. Yes. Y'all keep talking. Yeah, so 1021, that is so huge for us that we were able to, again, try to walk our talk, right? We we always want to fundraise because call time and fundraising is essential. So what we are doing, Girl. you need money in this space. 
Um, but we also wanted to be intentional about where we hosted the event. Okay. And okay. what better way to do that by honoring Madam Walker's legacy, right, as a young black woman who walks in her shadow. I strive to create those spaces, and I'm so happy that we're able to do that. But most importantly, leading up to that, we have so many events and days of action coming forward. I'm so excited for our call-out meeting on August 31st. August 31st at the Julia Carson Government Center, where we'll be introducing the world to our high school Democrats, which is led by a young black woman. You see, we walk our talk in these spaces. We walk our talk. Um, and we have Victoria Garcia Wilburn, the, the newly elected representative. Come on now. Come meeting. on. Um, and in September, we have a special guest. Hopefully, we'll have somebody. Oh. <laughs> doing blue training. Oh, okay. Come on, you know you're the ex blue lady. Come on. Hey, did, did you have your account? Do you have your account? That's all I want to know. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. At blue, definitely. Absolutely. Because we teach them young. And you guys are more digitally savvy than some of our seasoned veterans anyway. So it's time for y'all to start taking over those finance roles anyhow so y'all can raise some money for people. <clears throat> So what is what is your experience been like being the president of the Marion County Dems, and and what is your greatest takeaway from the work that you're doing? It's been filled with its highs and lows. I want to be honest and transparent in saying that a lot of people don't recognize what it takes to step into this space as a young black woman mm. um these are spaces that although they are now diverse they weren't always that way and a lot of people forget that the infrastructures are often the problem not just the people that's a and fact. so we've been working to change the infrastructure which is why i'm so excited samantha mm-hmm. invited us to to co-collaborate on power to the polls which she'll talk about more but you know creating that space and being intentional and making sure that i'm supported by the people around me has been so, so, so special to me um, because my takeaway is sometimes you might have to walk alone, but if you have somebody to take the journey with you, that's even better. It's so much better. It's so much better that way. That way you guys can have the experience. You can see things from different perspectives. And then you can also teach and grow and learn and help each other develop. And that's the most important thing. I think people get so caught up in, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. I tell y'all know my my motto is if you running for office because you think you look good on a poster, mm. find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Find something else to do. All right, I I'm can't. Gonna I can't run because I think I look good on a poster. I mean, I, that's. Don't I'm let playing. that be your main I'm reason. Playing. I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? Don't let that be your main reason why you run. I'm channeling Wes's energy. Okay, Superman, I'm trying to tell you. I know I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's switch gears because, you know, we are talking about, you know, and I, I love that both IYD uh, and and Marion County Young Dems have highlighted marginalized communities. Obviously, yeah. for those who are confused, it does not mean that white people are not invited. You are more than welcome because y'all still started it we just trying to carve out space because sometimes our white brothers and sisters in here talk about us talk about who we are as black people they think we're trying to take the sunshine away from them that's not it I just wanted to get that out out there because I don't want to hear no stuff later. You've got to be intentional because you have to remember, I've lived in this skin. I've walked in this skin, and I recognize what it takes to be in this skin. And that's a perspective that everyone doesn't have. Exactly. And and honestly, when when our nation spends so much time being intentional about exclusion, it's now time to be intentional about inclusion. So that right there is just, you know, how I live my life. 
right. I want to switch gears. Yeah, we have talked about two of the caucuses, YDs and Stonewall. Talk about IDAC. IDAC. Tell, tell me what your role is in IDAC. I'm the communications director for IDAC State. I thought you was the vice chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. No, the beautiful vice chair is over there. Why did not know that? The micro. Ms. Now she's going to come over Martin. here and give me a black eye because I should have known that. But if I go to a meeting, I might. Okay. Listen, I, listen, and y'all too, <laughs> okay, because if, if your skin is, you know what I mean, you should be in these meetings all the time. Um, well, talk about IDAC and what role IDAC plays in the party. So uh, we are the Indiana Democrat African American Caucus, so we get to focus on black people. It's my favorite thing. Um, let me tell you, <laughs> because uh, I come from community, from community organizing, and in that space, you know, I have to be inclusive of all communities. And it's refreshing to be in a space where I get to unapologetically focus on black people, um, their development, their leadership, and their place in the civic process. So that's exciting. Love it. And we and there's a need for um, IDAC to be in all parts of the state. Yes. I know that there are certain counties where we just ain't there, so we get that part. Yeah. But talk about the need to be in Lake County and Allen County and Vandenberg County and St. Joe County and all the counties. I mean, honestly, uh, one of my best examples about this when this comes up is the fact that we turned Indiana blue for Barack Obama. Okay. We turned Indiana blue for Barack Obama, okay? So we win elections. We can swing elections. We can do that as a community, and all it takes is collective action. Part of that collective action is making sure we're hitting black people that are everywhere, right? Even if it's a little handful in the middle of nowhere, you know, whatever. uh, We got to do that. Um, Those are still votes. So we just – and – and honestly, I'm I'm tired of us just being focused on votes and not being focused on building relationships. Say Very that. transactional, Say and that. that has turned off our community She's so much. Troubles over here. I'm good sorry. Trouble. I'm just. I can't that's do anything that good to be that's, 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 that's good trouble. That's a fact. Where's Nicole at? That's good trouble. And uh, and so getting in these communities and building and building relationships, I'm 100% with that because. That's how you build trust, too, yes. right? Isn't there, like, there's this trust out there. And how yes. You, one of the things I loved about you, I when we first met um, at the at the, uh, at, um, Dominic Dorsey's event, yes. you know, and you were adamant about where you were, and I just mm-hmm. was, t- all I did was talk to you, right? All mm-hmm. I did was talk to you. And I watched you take what your already passion for community and bring those skills to the party. Why did you think it was important to bring your community engagement, community uplift into the party? And it wasn't, uh, I love this. I love that you asked this. Because it wasn't the warm and fuzzies. It's not because I fell in love with uh, the agendas of all of these people and stuff. You know, it wasn't, we love to try to say these philosophical things, but honestly, it was about effectiveness. Okay. Right? I can. We can do more together than we can alone, like we've talked about multiple times here. And when it comes to effectiveness and alignment for our community, I don't see a different option than our Democrat Party. And so um, once I decided to make that alignment, then it was it was simple, right? Because now it's about I want it to be successful. So not only uh, are you a community organizer, you are an HWF alum. Now, I, I y'all know... 
Hey, if y'all know anything about Indiana's own, <laughs> I love me some Hoosier women forward. Okay, you got with one. Oh, okay. <laughs> why, why you got to put my business out there like that? <laughs> we love Nicole. We, everybody loves Nicole. My, I see my vice precinct man over there. My vice Come PC. On, I love it. I love it. Uh, talk about, give people, because I, I try to encourage as many women as I possibly can to yeah. go through this, pro, this program. Yeah. Talk about the program and what it meant to you. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I really loved, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I'm fairly new to the political space. Uh, I was in community organizer for a long time, which if you're in organizing, you know, it's pretty different. And the relationships that you build are different. And so being a part of Hoosier Women Forward really helped me build a network with women who are politically, civically involved and minded. So these are women that are running for office, going to run for office, thinking about that. These are women who um, they want to expand in the same way you do. So I think there's power in being in the room with people who think and want to move like you to begin with. Um, You add on top of that that they're just badass women, and then it's super fire. And then you add on top of that, you you get to bring in amazing women who can share their stories, their experience running for office, because we have unique experiences running for office as women, as black women, oh, my God, or and our women. fellow women of color, because yes. our Latino sisters, our AAPI yes. sisters, they're at 80 for them either. Same, same. So it was great hearing from them, hearing how they navigated those challenges. Uh, a theme that came up a lot is how we balance our lives, because a lot of us are also mothers, and we're in relationships, and we're CEOs. And as much as we are badasses, uh, sometimes we have to learn how you know to do that in balance so we're not threatening our mental health and, and our families. So it was it was nice. Well I congratulate everybody. And the classics was announced last week. Yes. Ladies, if you have never uh, applied to be a Hoosier Women Forward, stop wasting time. The applications typically open up around May, June. Trust me, follow my my page. I will post it. You don't even have to worry. I will definitely post it. All right. IDAC. Yes. Power to the polls. You mentioned it. You talked about it. What is this collaboration y'all doing? What is what is this Power to the Poll thing? What's this all about? So uh, Power to the Polls, uh, really, I feel like this is such a baby of the community organizing work and then coming in and seeing where our black people just really do not see themselves in this space. Okay. Um, and that's just a general statement, right, about community. And so... Uh, Coming out of that, what was birthed was like, man, we really need a directed effort at engaging and building long-term, sustainable relationships with the black community and helping them to see, regardless of where they start, that this is a home for them, right? The Democrat Party, the caucus, um, it's, it's the home and it's, it's where we have best alignment and the best place to really be effective in this space to get the things that our community needs because that's the goal, right? Okay, and so what? What is it? What What are you doing? Are there? Is there an event? Is, what is it? So, Power to the Post is a black voter engagement campaign. Um, we're honestly we're not doing anything that's like earth shattering. We're going back to the basics, uh, grassroots organizing, door to door canvassing. Like I said, I think some of the tweaks that we've made now is like building genuine relationships rather than transactional ones. So this is uh, slow and respectful work. We love that quote. This is slow and respectful work. So this isn't anything we're trying to rush through or rush to. This is a long 
long-term strategy to get our people out, get them to vote, get them involved in the process so we can start to create a pipeline of really amazing black leaders that can represent us well in this space. I love it because when we turn out, the votes change. That's yep. why they, you know, they write policies to keep us from the ballot box or yep. make it difficult for us to get to the ballot box. If your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't work so hard to keep it from That's you. That's a fact. So uh, what inspired this? What did you see that we needed to do as a party to get this thing popping? Well, so... Again, <laughs> coming from community, and you pointed out before when you talked to me, you know, I, I felt I felt disenfranchised by both parties, right? I didn't want any parts of it. And it was just in learning more and having a lot of conversations. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot. I was just open, right? Yeah. And I, and I don't think that I'm special in that way. I think a lot of our black community is open to hearing real solutions. They just want you to talk to them authentically, though. Right, they want right. you to be able to have these conversations, be understanding of how they feel and where they stand currently, but also have the know-how, the resources, the networking and all that stuff to help get them past that, which is what you did for me. So really it's kind of like replicating what you did for me, but like with all of our residents, right? Um, that's really what Power to the Polls is, is about, and that's what brought this about is just the need um, to get more of us out. Also, I will say there's like a undertone of really trying to reach our black men too. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Think, I like that. I think as a party, we yeah. struggle there. We struggle with really connecting and landing with our black men, and so I really want to figure out, you know, how do we best engage them? And the way that we do that is by engaging them, talking to them, hearing that from them, and hearing how we can serve them. I yeah. love it. I love it. And you know, one of the things that I learned by engaging with you, like I know I was sharing stuff with you, but I was learning something was. Okay, that's her lane is not my lane. Oh uh, yeah. And I had to, cause I thought I was the universal speaker. <laughs> I can talk to everybody, and everybody feels and understands, cause I'm a communicator. Mm -hmm. You, I recognized that I was missing some things, yeah. because you were able to show me what I was missing. So trust, know, and believe. If I was helping you, you were helping me. I appreciate that. And that's why I continue to encourage you because you can go into a space and, and communicate in a space that the great communicator can't do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's facts. And that's, I, I really think it's just like, and that's lived experience. Like, I don't, I don't go in there talking to folk like I assume I know the life that they're living or everything that they've went through or nothing like that. But what I can tell you is I know what it's like to be broke, to have four black sons raising them in this country. I know I what it feels three. like. I have four. I have Ooh. four boys from 15 to 5. Oh, Jesus. And uh, I know what it's like to be fearful knowing that this country is not safe for them right now. Yeah. yeah, and that's how scary. how can I impact this country, our legislation, our leadership, so that by the time that they are grown, it's at least more safe, right? Yeah. Add to that. Well, I wanted to say I wanted to speak about how our collaboration happened. So 
we don't talk enough about it, but in this space, this is my sister. Like, we are family in this space. We are family outside of this space, and we talk often, right? We support each other and bounce ideas off of each other. She tells me when I'm wrong, vice versa. Um, so she tell me, too. We have those really Sorry. intentional conversations. And when I first began this presidency, one of the things I was told was you can't use the Marion County Young Democrats to re-enfranchise communities. You're not supposed to do that. And I said, huh, watch me. That doesn't Uh, even make sense. I said, it doesn't make sense. But I said, watch me. Watch me. Because I believe that politics is about the people. And Samantha says one of my favorite phrases, which is deep canvassing, right? Mm -hmm. And because I come from a grandfather and a familial background where the Richard Hatchers sat in the living room and I listened to them talking about just talking to people, right? Right, That's why we brought the Barbershop series back, the Talking Shop series in which we are, we offered free haircuts and free hair braiding and just listened to people. Right, Because your greatest strength is in that word, uh, the words that come from you, right? You might not have have the most riches you might not be world famous but your word and and what you do with it and what you do about it is what matters when you take that word you listen and you use it and you help your community uh, that is what this is supposed to be about and so when we were talking she was just bouncing inside I was like okay what can we do it? Can we do it? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what, it. What do you need from me? That's it. How can I support you? Um, how can we use this vehicle to re-enfranchise? Because I believe yeah. that if you're not helping people, if you're not serving people in politics, yeah. why are you here? That's yeah. Move about the way. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Move about the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Oh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> My I'm motto bad. for the board is, I'm running this thing like the Detroit Pistons, 87 to 93. Why you why you have to bring that up? Because if you win my way, you're gonna get moved. Mm, that's Bill and Bill. Be Dennis Rodman. We got you know what I'm saying? Joe Dumas. Well, come on, don't make me run it down. Don't make me run it down. Y'all, I am excited about what you all are doing and, and, and what, what y'all what y'all can't see out there in the internet world is we are in French Lick, Indiana. And I'm looking at a sea of beautiful brownness That's all okay. around me. We go anywhere, we go everywhere to spread this message, but we also create community. Yes. yes. And that and we create community community no matter where we go. Yep. And I, I applaud you beautiful ladies doing what y'all do. Thank you. Um, and let's keep you. encouraging each other and strengthening each other, checking each other with love. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to keep it moving. Thank yep. y'all so much Thank for chatting with us here on time. Thank you. Oh, my God. Don't y'all want to be here with me? I'm going to have my nephew come up real quick. I'm going to have Madam E.D. come up real quick. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. All right. All right. Indiana's on Dana Black Turn Left. We are on the porch in French Lick, Indiana. We are chopping it up. And what happens in French Lick stays in French Lick. But, you know, we're going to do it this time. We're going to do it this time. You know, we're going to share some things. Uh, I'm going to talk to my nephew because I'm going to have you close it out because you deserve that, Madam Queen. Madam Queen. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. Put the, put the thing on. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. What you talking about? A gift. I don't know what you're talking about. What you, what you, what you talking about? This is a gift. What, for who? Uh, Indiana Zone. Oh. Hold on. I can't have this on. I have a single song. 
No, you can't. No. It's okay, dude. Can you do it behind? I won't do it right here. That's okay. Yeah. yeah one yeah, of them joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going work. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is my business. You want to talk behind something for you? You know, we need the hat gang, so... Um, yeah, just got I gotta tighten it up, but that's all right. Hey. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, 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 from the five. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, nephew. No problem. No, Thank you, you, nephew. Y'all hate nature. Y'all mad. <laughs> all right. I, one of the reasons why. I, one of the reasons why I wanted my nephew to come up is because he's actually relocated. He was spending some time up in Fort Wayne, but now he's moved down to Marion County. He uh, jump-started again and amplified the Fort Wayne, Allen County Young Democrats. But he's ready to, he ran for office this year. Uh, I wanted to just highlight him real quick because, you know, he sees things a little different than the rest of us. And so... What have you seen, because in, 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 you came from, spent some time out east. Mm-hmm. What did you see out that, that that was happening out east where they win elections and what we weren't doing here in Indiana? Um, when people were actually working together, there was a lot of collaboration. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, folks actually, you know, when they said they were sick and tired, they were actually putting in the work. Um one thing I learned from being over there is that we are all struggling. Now, right. there is there are obviously certain, certain groups who um, struggle more than others, but we have to work to tear down these silos. Um, and over the, over there on the east, it was they were about it. They just did not uh, enjoy their quality of life. It's a very beautiful place. I was in New Hampshire in, in Massachusetts. It's cold up there. It's definitely cold. Too cold for <laughs> um, my black. I mean, too cold for me. <laughs> and then uh, another thing I did was I got an opportunity to work uh, with Michelle Wu, who won. Uh, uh, she's the first Asian woman um, to win mayor in Boston. And so, like, just being able to pick her brain about the, the different things that go on, especially when it comes to rail. I, I didn't know nothing about that, you know, because I'm from Fort Wayne. We don't pay for parking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, so uh, just being able to be around um, the different uh, culture of, of people over there was something very different. You know, it's it's very, very – the cultures are very, very – I saw some cultures I didn't even know existed. I was like, wait, right. what is what is going on? But just being around that, that, those different people and working with different, you know, senators and uh, different house reps and – you know, just locally, it just changed my opinion about a lot of things. And uh, and when pe- when you came back, a lot of us didn't know who you were, but right. you came in like, what? You kicked the door in. You did not. He did not. He kicked the door in. And, you know, sometimes we'd be a little skeptical. Yep. We'd be like, who this, who this dude? <laughs> but you came in grinding. Yeah. What things were you able to implement that you saw out in New Hampshire and put down in Allen County? Um. A uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion curriculum. Um, so, what I saw over there was, you know, everybody talked about these different issues, but there was no guideline. There was no um, no form of programming that allowed them to really educate people. It was just kind of, you know, hearsay conversations. Well, you need to be able to present that in a room of people because that's when you can really, you know, be genuine and say, hey. This is going to work. 
You just have to believe in it. And so when I got the opportunity um, to take over as, as president of Ballon County, um, I just felt it necessary to, you know, implement that because at, at the end of the day, like, I, I am a proud Democrat, but I'm black first. So I needed to make sure that it was well understood that there's things that we need to do. Um, we're going backwards, and we're going backwards because of the lack of education mm. and the lack of consistent mm. education. And so I just felt the need to do my part. I love it. I love it. I just wanted to get that shout out because, yo, he did. Listen, I'm so glad I didn't drop some of my COVID weight. <laughs> So now I can get a young buck to run for his money with his dress. And I couldn't get into none of my clothes for two years. But I'm coming for you, bro. And I got a bomb hat. Literally one night we was on a Zoom call. And we was comparing hats. <laughs> we were. We were, we were comparing hats, I'm telling like you. People ask me about like my hats all the time. And a lot of people just honestly thought that I was like it was a gimmick or a game. Nah. But that's how I grew up. Like, those those are the, the, the black men that I grew up with. Everybody came in the house, they take their hat off, and then they go in and, and greet the family. That's how it was. So that's that's what I saw. And I just decided to do something different. Like, I don't want to just wear a simple black hat. Like, I want to be able to match with my suits. I, I, like, right. I like to look good. I, I'm like Buggy, too. I, I, I get it from my daddy. I ain't going to lie. I get it from my daddy. Thank you so much Probably. for joining me. I want to make sure I close out with my yes, very, very you. special guest. Thank you so much. I love you, man. That's my nephew. Y'all need to understand. That's my nephew. I call him my nephew because he is the truth. All right. Finally, y'all met her. It was, in fact, it was after we came back from French Lick last, when I interviewed you last time, and all of my pieces were scattered. <laughs> all, all your piece, all my pieces were scattered, and I couldn't, couldn't get it together, but we got it together this time. We got it together this time. Y'all met her last year when she ran um, for the state auditor. Uh, she's a CPA, and she does the business. She is now our newly minted uh, Indiana Democratic Party Executive Director, Lady Z, Zanae Brooks. Zanae, what's happening? Man, I'm so I'm so happy you're here. Am I on? Yeah, you are. Pull it okay. up because so they can hear you. Hello? No, no, no. You're good. You're okay. good. You're good. All right. Uh, so... Uh, I guess you wasn't done after that election, huh? Oh, we told you we wasn't. Talk remember, about I, it. remember, I think that night at the um, the watch party, me and Ariel sat there and we were on, and we said, "This is not it. Like, we got more work to do. There's more coalitions we need to build. There's some gaps." And now look at us a year later. I wish Ari was still here. She had to leave. Yeah, she talked about what she's doing, but I mean, that's all we're trying to do. Like, I we should have won last year. I mean, we had a bomb ticket, me, Destiny, and, hey. and Jessica, right? Hey. And Tom. Yes, um, and Tom. But I think we have some, some leaks in our infrastructure. Oh, that's a that's a nice way to put yeah, that. Some, that's a nice way to put it. And You're so, so professional. We, uh, <laughs> so that's what we're working on. That's why um, they would never name me executive director. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's what we're working on. We have a solid team. I'm excited about nine staff. Uh, we've got three regional organizers. So when people are talking about why don't we do year-round uh, voter registration and organizing, we have that now. Um, we have Ramel up in um, Lake County doing the northern. Uh, we got Malia Zafar in Central. And then we have Chrissy Gills in Bloomington that's covering southern Indiana. So we'll be re-looking at what we're doing. But right now they're helping candidates and counties locally get volunteers, 
do different events for voter registration, like, all year round, not just around elections. So I'm excited about that. Um, our first example of coalition is when you had Samantha here. And so she'll tell you, like, she came out of Who's Women Forward, mm-hmm. and I went to their banquet, and she said, I got this idea. Like, I want to do this thing and get black people registered, not registered to vote, but educate them on all of the things. And I want to do it under my organization, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but, like, can you do it under IDAC? And then that way we can help you elevate it, and then it works well in Marion County. We can replicate it around the state. And she was like, all right, bet. And so that's what we're doing, right, a couple months later. And so that's an example, how example of, like, if you just work together, the good thing that you can do in building that coalition. Well, you know what else, too, Madam, Madam Executive Director? Talent is equally distributed. Yeah. Opportunity. That's right. Is not. That's right. And we've got to do better yeah. about giving people with great ideas the opportunity to try. Right. Is that one of the focal points of, of your reign as executive director that you hope to take on? It is. And I think if you look around the country, um, last year's election, you saw black people turn out in record numbers. You saw young people turn out in record numbers. You saw Latino population do that around the country. You did not see that in Indiana. And so to Sean's point, we just we just never had opportunity for young people of color to be involved and to make a difference. And so I'm very intentional about creating that space for people like Samantha who want to come in and make a difference. And we have to support her once they get here, That's right. right? That's right. And I, I remember sitting down and talking to her, and I might even have this conversation with you because I get a little passionate, right, a little bit. <laughs> um, it ain't always going to be easy, and everybody ain't going to be your friend. But that's not the point. It's not, we're not here to make friends. We're, not, we're here to get the job done. Right. We're here to make a difference in our communities for our people. We're here to win. Exactly. And that's why I was talking about that today. We have got to learn to work together. Personality clashes are right. real. Right. But we got to learn to work together. Right. What are some of the things that we can anticipate um, as you take the, the party forward? I know, you know, you and Mike Schmuel are working hand-in-hand mm-hmm. hand, close yeah. together. What, is, what does the vision look like? Yeah, so we, um, we're we actually talking to the SEC, the board, tomorrow about our plan for the next couple of months. Um, Dang, I can't get a scoop or nothing. No, I'm going to tell you now because it's not a secret. I've been talking about it. I talked about it when I ran. Um, it's very simple. Coalitions, right? So what does that really look like or what does it mean? Um, getting IDAC positioned to really be able to engage um, organizations run by black people, getting Latino caucus in the same position, getting our women's caucus together. Um, But then also, we have some gaps around the table from the advocacy and knowledge standpoint. We don't have an environmental council. We don't have an education council. We don't have a veterans council. So we need to bring these people to the table, especially as we think about what is our platform going forward, what's happening around the country. We've got to be able to talk about those things. So those are things. We are really close on environmental council, um, working with the, the DNC's national environmental Climate okay, Council. Okay. Um, so we want to bring that to Indiana. So we're doing the work. I love it. And you know what? I think you being a CPA who is an organizer is like the, one of the best things yeah. our party yeah. needed. I, I'm so proud of you. I didn't even. We didn't even talk about the money piece. No, we 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 Because I've been on Mike, and he'll tell you like, what is our strategy with fundraising? Who are we talking to? 
how we mobilize the people. Are we tapping into these different audiences? Not the same people that we talk to all the time to get yeah. money, yeah. but like some of these corporate executives that ca- that they care about what we're doing. So how can we bring them in yeah. to help them? fun what we're trying to do but we got to have a plan and so i'm like i'll come up with a plan give it to you on a platter now you can take this to donors and say this is what you need to give us money so that we can come on come on talk talk that talk girl talk it because i think a lot of times people get in their bubbles and they don't want to come out right and we as democrats all over the state got to get out of our bubble and go talk to people and let them know we're here yep did anybody tell you that running for office was like taking a hit of crack? <laughs> no. They didn't no. tell you, huh? They didn't, they didn't, but I'm also very clear on, like, once I know that there's a problem or, like, there's an issue, you can't unknow it. I can't unsee it. And so now it's like, well, how do we fix it? Because I'm a fixer. And what y'all don't know is I, when, when we were working on her campaign and she was talking to me via Act Blue and all that, her and Ariel were plotting, right? They were plotting. And I said, I don't even know what y'all doing, but I want to ride with y'all. And I said it that day because, you know, you energy, you feel energy. So we are the BBB, the, the <laughs> Black Brandy and Brooke. <laughs> right. That's right. And we didn't know either, right? We just, no. like me, we just were meeting. We could tell people we were meeting like every Saturday for a couple of months after yeah. the election. And then like, we get what busy, do we do yeah. now? What do we do now? What do we do now? And so eventually the stars align or, you know, God opened some doors and started positioning some things. And here we are. But like we never stopped doing the work and talking about what we want to do. So we always been prepared for it. It was just like waiting for the opportunity. And now that I'm in the seat, we got to be intentional about doing the things that I said I was going to do. I love it. I love it. I am so excited about our party because you are the executive director. You know, it ain't easy. No. Because, you know, Democrats are like herding cats. Yeah. It's a thankless job. Nobody thinks you're doing anything good enough. But, it, I mean, I've tried to create, like, insulate our team because mm-hmm. I know, like, we all know what we're working right. on. Right. My team, I got young diverse team right people under 30 that are just doing great work so i'm trying to protect them Love it. so that they understand the work that they do is important and we just heads down doing the work bump all the noise we don't have time for that because whatever y'all talking about wasn't working because we wasn't winning y'all wasn't ready for that truth y'all wasn't so, ready for that truth Honey, talking. And I think you got the right personality and disposition for the role because sure. you can shake them haters off yeah. in a heartbeat. Right. Or you just outrun them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, I still think we ought to do our 5K fundraiser. We should do that. Um, I won't be doing I'll be walking it. Yeah. I'm not running. No, no you can. We can do a run walk. But, I, you know, I don't want it to seem like, you know, people say, like, if you're not. If you in the way, if you're not on the bus, we can kick you off the bus. The train is moving. No, like, no, no. I believe all of that. Like, we going to move. Yeah. But I would like for everybody to come, come along. along. Now, yeah. if you try to stop the progress, that's a different conversation. But there's space in this party work for everybody. And it don't have to be directly in the party. It can be adjacent to the party, right? Um, so just find your lane and do the work so that we can have better communities, better education, better all of the things for our people. So. I'm so glad you're here. I can finally change my record, and I can say something else, because you are saying exactly what I've been saying <laughs> for the, since 2017. We all have our gifts. Yeah. You bring your gift yeah. to the movement and move this train. There's enough sun yeah. for all That's of us right. to shine. Right. Now I can talk, talk about something else now. 
Lady Z, executive director, y'all, the band is starting to play. I just wanted to make sure that I got my ED in here before this, the show it. was over. Thank you for slotting me. Yes. Thank you yeah. for putting me. I've been doing this show since 2017. Yeah, it's the first time I got a slot. Yeah, man. That's all I'm saying. What do you mean? That's all I'm saying. I've been doing it. Hey, that's what's up. <clears throat> so, y'all, Indiana's on Dana Black. Turn left. We were live on the porch here in French Lick. Um, you heard from people who are doing the work in the community. They're not talking about it. They're being about it. They're rolling up their sleeves. They're recruiting people. They're encouraging young people. They're encouraging marginalized communities. Trust my white folks sometimes be letting me know when I be too black. I don't know what that means because my last name is black. I don't understand how I could possibly ever be too black. That being said, we are all, black people are only 9% of the population in the entire state. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. We're 9% of the population in the entire state. So if something ain't going the way statewide that it should Let's all look in the mirror. That's all I'm saying. And know that there are people out here ready to do the work. Stop looking. I know people want to hang out with those they feel most comfortable with, but get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And let's get this work done. All right, I will, I got a show lined up for next Thursday night. You know it's 6 to 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. Always, always, if you miss the live broadcast, you can catch Indiana's own Dana Black Turn Left on my YouTube page. And if you are out jogging with Zanae, doing a 5k you can take me with you on spotify and itunes i thank everybody that tuned in for five minutes 10 minutes or all 60 we appreciate you and next year you come and visit us on the porch i will holler at y'all next time peace